You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Pope Francis has closed out a four-day summit on preventing clergy sex abuse, pledging to confront abusers, end cover-ups, and prioritize victims. Here I would like to reaffirm that the Church will spare no effort to do all that is necessary to bring to justice whosoever has committed such crimes. Pope Francis heard there through an interpreter wrapping up the summit with remarks at the end of today's Mass before nearly 200 church leaders. He spoke for more than half an hour, pledging an all-out battle against a crime he said should be erased from the face of the earth. Victims' advocates say the church still has not gone far enough. The following report contains some disturbing details. It's about the sexual abuse charges against R&B singer R. Kelly. A judge this weekend set his bond at $1 million. NPR's Cheryl Corley reports it's the first of many legal steps. During R. Kelly's bond hearing, prosecutors gave graphic details about the aggravated criminal sexual abuse charges against Kelly. There are four cases in all. In three of them, Kelly faces charges of having sex with teenagers younger than 17. In a fourth case, he allegedly tried to force his hairdresser, a woman in her 20s, to engage in oral sex and became violent, spitting on her when she resisted. Kelly's attorney, Steve Greenberg, defended his client. He did not force anyone to have sex. He's a rock star. He doesn't have to have non-consensual sex. 
During the hearing, the judge called the alleged incidents disturbing, if true. Kelly's next court date is set for Monday. Cheryl Corley, NPR News, Chicago. Vice President Pence is expected to meet with Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido tomorrow. The two are to be in Bogota for an emergency meeting of regional leaders after troops loyal to Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro fired tear gas and blocked U.S.-backed emergency aid from coming into the country. President Trump's declaration of a national emergency on the Mexican border will be challenged this week in Congress. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has announced a vote will take place on Tuesday on a resolution to block the declaration. Here's Ron Elving says the measure is also expected to come up for a vote in the Senate. The measure disapproving the president's declaration was introduced with more than 200 co-sponsors in the House and will easily win passage there. Its fate in the Senate depends on at least a handful of Republicans being willing to defy the president. On Friday, the president vowed to veto the resolution. It would be the first veto of his presidency. The House and Senate would then need two-thirds majorities to override the veto. An NPR-PBS Marist poll last week found 61% of Americans disapprove of the emergency declaration that allows the president to build a wall using funds Congress did not appropriate for that purpose. Ron Elving, NPR News, Washington. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. Specifically refers to the use of military construction funds. Other emergencies, for example, were declared... Well, wait, wait. To, I mean, if you, want to talk about military, if you want to talk about military constructions, do you know how many times military construction has been invoked as a national emergency? That one was in... Twice. Right. Twice. Once by George H.W. Bush during the middle of the Gulf War, and the second time by George W. Bush right after 9-11. Chris, can you that name... hardly comparable to either of those. Can you name one foreign threat in the world today outside this country's borders that currently kills more Americans than the threats crossing our southern border? You know, the, the, the joy of this is I get to ask you questions. You the, don't answer get to ask no, the answer is no. But they, oh, then, then answer my question. Can you name one case where a president has asked Congress for money, Congress has refused, and the president has then invoked national powers to get the money anyway? Well, this current situation... Yes or no, sir? Sources tell the Times that President Trump asked the Attorney General Matt Whitaker if he could replace the head of the Michael Cohen investigation with a Trump ally who had already recused himself from the probe. Our senior judicial analyst, Judge Andrew Napolitano, calls this evidence of corrupt intent and the very definition of obstruction of justice. Smollett, the center of a media frenzy. Moments after facing a judge for allegedly filing a false police report, the actor reported to the Empire set, telling the cast and crew of the show he is innocent. First, Smollett attempted to gain attention by sending a false letter that relied on racial, homophobic, and political language. When that didn't work, Smollett paid $3,500 to stage this attack and drag Chicago's reputation through the mud in the process. And why? This stunt was orchestrated by Smollett because he was dissatisfied with his salary. The singer R. Kelly 
and the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. Both of these men now facing charges of sexual misconduct. Overnight, R. Kelly turning himself into police. In just a few hours, the singer will appear for a bond hearing on charges of sex abuse involving three minors. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is February 24th, 2019. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TKRS Radio Network online radio. And as best like the guy said, I'm Jay Rowe, broadcasting live from San Antonio, so I apologize for the mic quality. But my God, after this week's event, I could not miss this show. So I had to make sure that I got somewhere so we could do the show. But as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the business. First up, she's my big sis. And I tell you, I cannot wait. She's been tweeting. She's been tweeting and sending me messages all week long. Can't wait to get her perspective. Let's bring in Vanessa Maybelli from the Mac and Mac and Nelly. What's up, Vanessa? How are you doing this morning? Good morning, good morning. It has been a busy week over there in the White House, hasn't it? Well, it's been a busy week in Chicago, too, and in New England. Boy, just a lot to get to. Thank you. Oh, my God, just so much. I mean, I had to get some work so I could get the show going. Anyway, so thank you so much for being here. All right, the man who is now one of the guests... One of the panelists here on the show, you know what, he is still the resident texter, and if he wants to text, he can do that. But why text when we can hear the man's voice in person? He's the one and only Mr. Johnny D. What's going on? Little Bri, how you doing this morning? Oh, Big Bri, everything is well. I, I tell you, it is a great day, a great morning, and wishing you well in San Antonio. You know, that's a place that I've always wanted to go, but never had an opportunity, so... Perhaps we'll get a chance to break bread. Uh, Miss Vanessa and Mr. Les and Good morning. Mr. Jerome, when he comes on, I certainly wish you all a blessed morning and a lot of hot topics and looking forward to getting started. So ring the bell, ding, ding, let's go. Let's get it going. That's right. But we can't do it without the man who really runs everything around here. The one and only Mr. Elias Dominic is the first and last word is in the house. What's going on, sir? How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Johnny D. All your folks here in the house. My goodness, the messages I received throughout the week has been off the chain. I'm going to read some of them during Chatterbox. I may have to read some during the show. And like Johnny D mentioned, uh, our uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net, and the man who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. Of course, Ms. Kathleen Williams is still in the weather. We wish her well. Please continue to pray for her. But you know the number, 347-850-1272. You can get into this conversation just to kind of close the gap or close, put a book in on the reason why I'm in San Antonio. My daughters are part of a praise dance called, I think it's called like Souls of Motion or Souls or whatever it is. They're going to get mad. Oh, Vessels of Soul or something anyway. My daughters get mad. But anyway, they are here in San Antonio. Churches are requesting them to come and dance, and they're doing praise dance this afternoon. So I said, I got to get here to see my babies dance. 
but I could not miss this show. Under normal circumstances, Mr. Elias would be sitting in this chair, but God dang it, I just couldn't miss it because of all the information and all the messages that we were receiving throughout the course of the week. So, got a lot to get into. Let's break down the menu or break down the rundown for you. First of all, Fox News versus Trump. More and more, are we seeing Fox News starting to confront this guy, at least some of the news, political news broadcasting programs on Fox? You heard on the opening where Chris Wallace really challenged Stephen Miller on his nonsense about the uh, the emergency uh, wall from last week. So you also heard Shepard Smith uh, challenge the president, which he's always been doing that. But we'll talk about that in the first set. And then, my goodness, the rest of the show is going to be dedicated to Smollett, what's happening with uh, R. Kelly, uh, Robert Kraft. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff going on, and we got to get into this conversation. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Not sure if the chat room is open, because I know yes, that Mr. Elias is uh, – oh, there it is. So it is I'm, open. Make I'm, your I'm, way there. I'm, yeah, it, it's open, but I'm <laughs> – uh, yeah, it's open. It's open. That's there it's you go. It's open. Yeah. Come on in. Uh, participate. And if not, if you're listening through your, if you're listening through a podcast or listening through iTunes or wherever you may be <laughs> listening, if you're not listening live, uh, you know, shame on you. But that's okay. You're still listening. You can still send your comments to all the little social media uh, outlets that we have available that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Once again, 65 to 70 percent. I've connected with most of them. Still working on that 20 to 25 percent that I need to reconnect with. But anyway, here we go. Let's get into it. All right, Fox News. Fox News and some of the personalities on Fox News are really starting to call the president out and his administration. You know, it gets to a point where you say, my goodness, the hypocrisy cannot continue. Let me start with you, Mr. Elias. Shepard Smith, uh, Chris Wallace on the Sunday morning show – they are starting to commit these people. I mean, Chris Wallace has really been calling them out since day one. So can we sit here and say that Fox News is really Trump TV, too, when we have folks that are part of the news reporting division of Fox who are really and truly starting to, you know, listen, guys, what you're putting out is false. It's a false narrative, and if you come on our shows, we're going to challenge you. So can we say, can we look at Fox in a different light? I guess that's my question to you. No, you can't. I, you really can't look at it in a different light. I knew it. I mean, if you still got Hannity over there telling, telling, telling his crap, and the rest of them telling that crap. So, no, you can't look at it in a different light. You, you know, just have facts. If Fox News was telling all facts, yeah, you can look at it in a different light. Just tell the truth, you know. And, and none of the news supposed to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. But at least, at least come up with some truth, man. Hell, this is ridiculous, man. Fox News, Fox News, they, 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 they're gonna back this guy no matter what. Some of those people are gonna back him no matter what. That's why he listens to Fox News. That's why he calls into Fox News like he does, because they, because they're gonna, they're gonna, they, they're gonna spew their narratives to him, and he's gonna spew them back out. So no, it, it hasn't changed, not at all. So now, wait a minute, Vanessa. Can't someone say the same thing about CNN and uh, MSNBC? You have Chris Matthews. You have Joy. You have Joy uh, Reid. You have uh, Rachel Maddow. I mean, can't people say the same thing about folks or networks that are left-leaning? 
I mean, it's a, they are opinion shows. You're not going to hear them say anything nice about Republicans on CNN and on uh, MSNBC. So can't, can't, they, can't Republicans make the same case for liberal or left-leaning type shows? I believe they can, but they do have some people that come on their show that are Republicans and defend Donald Trump, even though it's CNN and it's MSNBC. Because I do know that there is a black Republican, a young guy, that comes on CNN and tries to defend some of the things that well, he used to that Donald Trump has done. So I think that even though you're coming on a show that proclaimed that they're Democratic or they're for the people or whatever, that I do believe that Republicans should be able to come over there and speak their part. I do. I believe they should. Just because I don't agree well, now, with you does not mean that you don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. That's true. But wait a minute now. But then, Johnny, let me roll this down on this. Didn't MSNBC call Barack Obama out on, on stuff that he did? Didn't, yeah. didn't Keith uh, Overman call him well, out? Well, okay, but see, okay, wait a minute and now. I have so too. I called Barack Obama well, out no, on minute. stuff that he has done and got chewed out on the show. Okay, but but I have called Obama out. Okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys are proving the point. And let me swing to Johnny because I want Johnny to get some mic time here. You're proving the point that what I'm saying is that you're right. MSNBC has called out uh, Barack Obama. They haven't. They didn't call him out a whole lot. Now, let's be honest about that, Johnny. But they did call him out on certain things. But that's what's happening right now on Fox News. Am I correct? There are people on Fox News who are saying, look, this guy is wrong. You know, I think uh, Justin Napolitano the other day said, look, this look, this looks like corruption to us, you know. So there are people on that side of the fence with Fox News that are calling out the president. So you know, so why are we, so 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 why are we in a situation where we're looking at Fox News and, and looking at Fox News crazy? But can't we look at what Republicans are saying about MSNBC and CNN and some of those left leaning networks, Johnny D? Well, certainly, you know, there there are some parallels. Uh, I generally like to stay centered, and of all of the major news broadcasts, I think CNN has probably the most balanced. Uh, I don't watch a lot of MSNBC because it does lean real heavy towards a particular party, and I don't watch Fox News unless I want to know exactly what people are thinking, and which is, uh, again, a good thing when I want to hear what the conservative view is. Consistently, I think Chris Wallace has probably been the most honorable individual, honorable individual as far as Fox News coverage. Uh, Lou Dobbs, Chris Hannity, Laura Ingram, and that that judge uh, really goes hard in for for Donald Trump and whatever exactly. Whatever he says, you know, it it is the law. It, It is believable. Uh, there are some other, you know, correspondents on Fox News that will sometimes acknowledge the obvious, but they don't go out there as much as Chris Wallace. But I do think that the conservative base can certainly look at MSNBC and some of those other uh, channels that, that lean more towards the Democratic Party or, or more liberal uh, chain of thought as, as being more biased. Even unless you're exactly right, uh, there, there were some times where MSNBC went in on President Obama. But what I took from that was the fact that it was because he was an African-American. Because if, if you look at some of the topics where they generally came in, it was about Reverend Wright is when they would critique him. So it was 
typically based off of President Obama, President Obama and his Afrocentric views. Beyond that, beyond that, they typically stay center the mass as far as the Liberal Party. But Fox News has been pretty conservative based, um, really since the existence. But you know, sometime around. You know, Roger Ailes and all those guys taking over Rupert Murdoch, they really incorporated that conservative view well early in the 2000s, um, right after uh, Bill Clinton, and, and they just kept it going from that point there. So, uh, again, there are, there are some parallels, and there is some arguments that the conservative base can make as far as having biased, biased uh, programming on MSNBC and some other ones. You know, it's interesting because my kids, they watch a lot of YouTube and stuff. So, you know, they go back and watch episodes, Mr. Elias of Living Color. They watch, you know, The Simpsons, you know, Married with Children. They watch all these shows from, you know, Rock and all those different shows from back in the day, Martin and all that. And so so, so the thing is that they laugh and joke, and it's like, wow, I wish these shows would come back on the air. You know, where were they at? And I'm like, sweetheart, all those shows were Fox-based shows. Remember when Fox used to push the envelope? Now, I guess we should be careful because there is, like, Fox, then you have Fox News. But at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. so funny to me how all the shows that we loved in the 90s and, and you know, you know the shows, you know, Fox, the Fox Network, you know, brought in the Living Color. You, you didn't see Living Color on any. They were the ones who pushed the envelope and allowed African Americans, those types of shows, to exist. So now, look what happened. I mean, what happened? Because we can't sit here and say that it's all because of this, that, and the other, because Roger Ailes and all those guys have been there for a minute, right? Or is it a situation where we're talking two different uh, entities within the organization itself? I mean, what happened to Fox? He used to be the joint. I think we're, I think we're talking two different entities. Honestly, we are. You, talk, you got Fox, which has different programming, and you got Fox News. I'm, honestly, Fox News, when I when I want a good chuckle and a good laugh, I'll turn to Fox News. I will, especially after 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 he delivers a speech or he gives he delivers whatever he's delivering. If I want a good chuckle, I'll turn to Fox News. I will. I I, I watch I watch I watch that and I watch CNN and I watch MSNBC and then and, and I I try and watch uh, 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 different different news sources, man. But it's it's uh, are all of them correct. If you grab a little bit of all of them, you'll, you'll, you'll find the truth in that between some of them. Well, look, I, I'll say this. My TV stays on MSNBC, and I can tell you, uh, even when I'm at the office, I have, like, a little screen in my office, and I watch MS, it's on MSNBC uh, all day, every day, uh, because I do believe. Here's the deal, and I'm not sure if when we say they are left-leaning, uh, Vanessa, People could say the same thing about this show, because to me, all they do is illustrate what's happening with this administration, and all we do is talk about the flaws and the things that this administration does wrong, too. So are we left-leaning? I mean, is that what we are? Are we a left-leaning uh, uh, radio show where all we do is talk and push the Democratic uh, agenda? I mean, because that's what we've been accused of in the past. And so, so what makes us any different than Fox News? We're just the Fox News of the left, right? Or wrong, or left, or middle. Let's say you, Vanessa. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sorry. I was looking at Kamala Harris being interviewed on MSNBC Live right now. 
But um, I'm one of the people who I look at CNN and MSNBC. I have CNN that comes on my telephone um, because there are certain people that I track when they're tweeting or whatever, or they just send me messages or highlights. But I do look at Fox. I woke up the other night, and uh, I couldn't no sleep, way. and I just rolled over to TV on. And Fox, I put Fox on because you know what? I'm, you have to know what the other side is thinking. And I enjoy and What's this other channel we look at? Oasis, Oasis. And they talk about everything. If you turn it on Oasis, Jay, next time it pops up and I'm looking at it, I'm going to tweet it to your phone. Because they talk about the Democrats, the Republicans. They're a nationwide news. They could care less who the party and who the president is. They just tell you what Europe is thinking about the United States. They talk about everything. I'm like Johnny D. I mean, kind of. I Each station represents Democrat, Republican, or leans more towards this. But I'm sorry, y'all. I listen to... Stupid Sean Hannity. I listen to Michael Berry. Nah, I listen no to. Way. I do. I do. I, I want to know what everybody is thinking. I do. And 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 in order to avoid. No, no, Jay. Because if you listen to Sean yes, Hannity or a Rush member or somebody, people call in. Boom. No. Bad word on the show. Rush Limbaugh. I want to hear it from their mouth. I just want to. I just want to be able to give an educated opinion for me to be able to know what other people are thinking and not assume what other people are thinking because I want to hear it come out of their mouth. I want to know what the enemy's doing. Keep your enemies close, Jay. Well, you know, I hear you, but Johnny D. I guess there's some validity in that comment in that statement because you said that you watch, you know, you'll watch Fox News. I, I don't know how anyone can watch that stuff. I mean, you, you know, I know, you know, look, we have a military background. You always want to know what you know. You have to do your intelligence gathering and all that information. You know, you're still uh, on that law enforcement side of the fence. The bottom line is, is that I can't understand. I can't do it, man. I, I mean, listening to that nonsense. You know what I. You know what really makes me laugh is when when there's stuff going on in the news and every major cable news outlet is covering it. I turn over to Fox News, and Fox News be like, huh, nothing to see here. We don't know what they're talking about. Ooh, Trump is, uh, ooh. I mean, it's, it's amazing when some, next time, the next time something major happens, turn on CNN, MSNBC, they're going to be taking it live. If it's something that the president's done or if there's something going on in the Mueller case, turn over to Fox News. They're talking about whether, you know, whatever. It's amazing how they filter their audience. And, yeah, MSNBC has been, you know, making up some ground as far as viewership. But the bottom line is they're still numero uno in cable news. So they reach a lot of people. Rush Limbaugh reaches a lot of people. So when we sit exactly. here and say, listen to the enemy, I can't even look. I know my one little listen is not going to make a difference, but I don't want to contribute to no stats for those people because they have plenty of Kool-Aid drinking folks following them. Let's <laughs> say you. Yeah. Jay, Jay, you are exactly right. But, but, but I tell you the thing that I like about the freedom of speech is that everybody has an opportunity to say respectfully what they believe and what their opinions are. And you see what he just did, Miss Elias. Oh man, look! You see how he brought it back. Now I got, now I got to, I got to retract yeah. my statement. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I got to retract my statement. Go ahead. Man. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. And, and now, to, to kind of talk about the, the, the question because because you posed the question 
to, to Miss Vanessa earlier, and I think uh, Les as well, in regards to, you know, this particular broadcast being perceived as, as, as somewhat biased. Now, I, I would venture to say that, yes, yeah, you know, listening to it, one might say that. But the reality of it is, is that because this regime is, 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 is so extreme and criminal in their acts, Thank we you. can just Thank simply you. state the facts and tell the truth and be considered that. You, you understand what I'm saying? So the reality of it is, is that I, I, based on the conversation, I think each one of us have a different background, but we all African-Americans. And African-Americans generally, generally will be center, but also have a compassion for the underdog. So if if, if one would say that, mm-hmm. then they would probably yes. have some merit. But, again, this regime has made it quite easy for us to just simply state the facts and tell the truth. And if you oppose the truth, if you oppose the facts, then you would say, okay, you know what, they're leaning towards th- that particular base. When in essence, that's not that's not even the fact. The fact is that we just simply want the truth to be played out. And if you do that, then yeah, you, you're gonna have a conservative base that's gonna say, yeah, they are more liberal in their thoughts. Which I really don't think, as as as, as a African American male, you have the the opportunity to be so liberal. Uh, you know, we fight from the womb and just simply try to look for an opportunity to to be productive within our communities, build up our communities, but then also have a voice. So when you have a voice, then our voice should not be tainted by one particular party or one particular bias. We just simply need to lie upon the truth. And if we do that, then we are going to be upholding every essence of what we should stand for within our communities. You know what? I can't put, wow. I mean, no more questions. I mean, that guy closing out. He put a book in on this segment. Wow, good stuff. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen. Obviously, uh, February is Black History Month. This is the last weekend, the last show that we will have during the month of February. But I think, and I promise you guys, I think we need to try to have some type of segment every week because Black History should be three hundred sixty-five days a year. So we're going to work on that. We need to do a it better job. Me. We, I know that. People, it is. What you say, Vasilius? Yep. Black history is 365 days a year for me. Absolutely. You know, we're an African-American show. We, we, we have to do a better job. If, you know, if we don't represent our folks, who will? So we're going to try to get some of those segments in every week. So you'll know there are so many great African-Americans, and we have enough stories out there. There has to be enough stories out there so we can tell this story every Sunday, at least four times a month. So we're going to work on that for you, I promise. All right, but anyway, it is Black History Month. Last weekend in the month, and in this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, Mr. Mustache himself, Steve Harvey, did a segment on his show. We're going to tap in and eavesdrop on on some knowledge that uh, Steve Harvey dropped on his show. So it's time for this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. Hey, folks, uh, before we go, I want to remind you that February is Black History Month, and every day I'm going to share stories about African Americans whose names you may not know but have played a very important roles uh, throughout history. Uh, today it's the story of a woman whose hard work and drive changed the way we live. Her name is Dr. Gladys West. 
She was born in 1930, grew up a country girl in rural Virginia. But she didn't like working long, hard days out in the hot sun on her family's farm. Gladys knew she was destined for more and realized the only way to do that was to get an education. She worked really hard and graduated first in her high school class. Gladys earned a college scholarship and continued to challenge herself, chose math as a major, a subject mostly studied by men. Eventually, Gladys went to work for the government at a naval base. She worked extremely hard, not knowing what she was doing would impact the world for decades to come. You see, her work was instrumental in developing the mathematics behind something we all use today, GPS also known as Navigation Systems. In December of 2018, Gladys was honored for her work. She was inducted into the United States Air Force Space and Missile Pioneers Hall of Fame. Well, Miss Gladys, we want to thank you for leaving your mark in history. You did it good, ma'am. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Millette, the center of a media frenzy. Moments after facing a judge for allegedly filing a false police report, the actor reported to the Empire set, telling the cast and crew of the show he is innocent. Welcome back here, 347 850 is our call at number 347 What a week uh, for uh, Mr. Jesse Smollett. Uh, if you've been following the news, uh, you know, the Chicago Police Department uh, filed criminal charges against this man for falsifying his beating. And, you know, I was appalled by this whole thing. And I was trying to figure out how do I lead into this segment to talk about this. But you know what? The uh, police superintendent, uh, Mr. Eddie Johnson, uh, eloquently, in my opinion, uh, uh, talked about this case. And so I'm going to let him. We're going to, if you didn't hear that press conference, we're going to play an extended clip of what the superintendent said because I think it's important for us to hear what this man of color had to say when the Chicago Police Department put together this case and came to the conclusion that this young man created the scenario. So we're going to listen to this, because the rest of the show is going to be all Jesse R. Kelly. So, look, it's going to all be a blend. So let's listen to the superintendent of Chicago, of the Chicago Police Department, Mr. Eddie Johnson. We'll talk on the other side. It's an extended clip. If you're just tuning in, I know my audio is not good. I'm in San Antonio today. Couldn't miss this show. So, unfortunately, you know, I don't have the comforts of, you know, the home studio, the home base. But anyway, here's uh, the superintendent of, of the police department in Chicago, Illinois. We'll talk on the other side. I know how hard it's been for our city and our nation to come together. And I also know the disparities, and I know the history. This announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. 
Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How could someone look at the hatred and suffering associated with that symbol and see an opportunity to manipulate that symbol to further his own public profile? How can an individual who's been embraced by the city of Chicago turn around and slap everyone in this city in the face by making these false claims? Bogus police reports cause real harm. They do harm to every legitimate victim who's in need of support by police and, and investigators as well as the citizens of this city. Chicago hosts one of the largest pride parades in the world and we're proud of that as a police department and also as a city. We do not, nor will we ever tolerate hate in our city, whether that hate is based on an individual's sexual orientation, race, or anything else. So I'm offended by what's happened, and I'm also angry. I love the city of Chicago and the Chicago Police Department, warts and all. But this publicity stunt was a scar that Chicago didn't earn and certainly didn't deserve. To make things worse, the accusations within this phony attack received national attention for weeks. Celebrities, news commentators, and even presidential candidates weighed in on something that was choreographed by an actor. First, Smollett attempted to gain attention by sending a false letter that relied on racial, homophobic, and political language. When that didn't work, Smollett paid $3,500 to stage this attack and drag Chicago's reputation through the mud in the process. And why? This stunt was orchestrated by Smollett because he was dissatisfied with his salary. So he concocted a story about being attacked. Now our city has problems, we know that. We have problems that have affected people from all walks of life, and we know that. But to put the national spotlight on Chicago for something that is both egregious and untrue is simply shameful. I'm also concerned about what this means moving forward for hate crimes. Now of course, the Chicago Police Department will continue to investigate all reports of these types of incidents with the same amount of vigor that we did with this one. But my concern is that hate crimes will now publicly be met with a level of skepticism that previously didn't, didn't happen. That was the uh, superintendent of Chicago Police or the Chicago Police Department, uh, Mr. Eddie Johnson. And uh, let's just pick the conversation up. Uh, right there you know we talked about this last week and for this young man and for what the police superintendent in my opinion did an excellent job although I wish we could have played the whole thing uh, talked about how this young man took symbols of hate and used these symbols right to kind of promote his career because he was upset because he wasn't getting paid enough money for his salary. Now, it's reported that he's making $100,000 an episode, so I guess he thought maybe he should make more than that. 
and he does something like this. Then he goes on Good Morning America with those fake-ass crocodile tears crying about what's going on. Man, when I heard, you know, I, we, if you go back and listen to us on this show, we didn't give it a whole lot of airplay because, in my opinion, the stink is stuck from the very beginning, in my opinion. I just didn't believe what he had to say. And so all week long I've been hearing from folks, and people really, it's a shame that Jones out here this morning, because people were really wanting to hear what he had to say based on his comments from last week. So let me open up the conversation. Let me, let me start this set off with you, Johnny. When you, when, you, when you heard what the Chicago Police Department said about this young man and what he did in order to, you know, try to get attention around him and the fact that he wasn't making enough money and for him to be so stupid to leave such a paper trail where it was easy for them to, to, to resolve this issue. Your thoughts on this whole thing? What do you think, man? Give me your thoughts on once you heard the news that he was charged for faking his own, uh, you know, racially motivated attack. First, let, let me start off by saying I thought that Superintendent Johnson represented himself well uh, as the head of one of the largest law enforcement agencies, but also one of the most scrutinized. I thought he did a fantastic job, uh, particular towards the end of, of his press conference, where he basically had highlighted the fact of Chicago being simply the murder capital of the United States. And he talked about how he wished it would get that much press conference when some of those young men those unknown men are, are, are shot and killed in the streets of Chicago as they did for Jesse Smollett. So I really applauded him on that. But now I'm going to digress a little bit because I think that he is speculating as well. When you're in law enforcement, you use facts. And the truth of the matter is, is that there has been no trial in regards to the motive behind it. Now, I certainly have always believed that the story was suspicious. So I'm not suggesting by any stretch of the imagination that this guy didn't do what they said he did. But the motivation behind it is, is questionable to me. For the, the chief to get on there, the superintendent to get on there and talk about he did this to get paid more money, all of that speculation because now he's getting it from a third-party source, okay? So I, 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 at one hand, I applaud him. But then on the second hand, I think that what he's trying to do is further his career by such an elaborate press conference, which was really not needed. This is shameful in the sense that what you have done is, as the chief said, uh, the superintendent said, you've taken symbols of racism and you have taken your open, openly uh, homosexuality and you have broadcasted that to play yourself as the victim. And I go back to that news conference with he and Robin Roberts and, and how emphatic he was in regards to who would make this up, that shameless, uh, you know, uh, only a fool would do that, and just back and forth, back and forth. And then how proud he was when he stepped back and said, I fought back. You remember that piece, Jay? Where, where he, he yeah, stepped up that. really his shoulders. I, 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 and, oh, definitely. I, yeah. I mean, like, like exactly. I mean, like, 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 like he's some, 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 you know, hero. Because he fought back. Now, for all of for all of the people who go sit back and say, okay, well, what about um, 
Cornerstone Carroll and all of these other people who make allegations against African Americans, well, so did he, okay? And to think that these two young men could have been incarcerated for $3,500, they stupid if that's the amount that they took or if they was involved with it. But the reality of it is, is that he involved other African Americans, so he is no victim in this. And I think we must be clear within our community not to condone the fact and not to try to transition uh, blame and fault on the rest of America and say, okay, well, such and such did this and they didn't get charged, or why did they charge such and such? This guy committed a criminal act because he gave a false a false report, but then secondly, he incriminated he incriminated two African American males in the midst of, of, of his foolishness, and that right there is just unthinkable that someone would go to that extreme and that magnitude to to highlight their career, as the chief said. So I don't believe that the motive is exactly clear, but I do believe that this young man was was most involved in his own um, assault. In this own report. Interesting. Uh, you know, now let me say this because I agree with ninety percent of what you said. Here's the part where, and you know, you you're right. I, I think on the basis of the fact that we haven't seen all the evidence, I guess you're absolutely correct in saying, "Hey, look, he made this assumption based on, you know, whatever." I, I have to think, Mr. Elias, that that uh, during the interrogation. And all that good stuff, you know. I, I'm almost certain. I, I mean, for him to, he knows that this is a very public uh, uh, thing that's going on here. Matter of fact, when he made those comments at the beginning of the broadcast, saying, that "I wish there was, you know, more coverage for things of that nature, uh, for shooting victims, than this whole thing with this actor," you could tell he was upset because his thing was, he's like, "Look." We're not trying to publicize this. You guys have made this a big issue because this guy is famous, so, so to speak. So to say that maybe when he made the comments about, uh, you know, because of his salary, I imagine that this came out during their investigative process. process. But you could be right, Don. I mean, it could be a situation where it's hearsay. I don't know. But, Mr. Elias, let me – your thoughts on this, the fact that, you know, the Chicago Police Department feels pretty confident – based on all the evidence that they have, uh, that this guy made this up, that he made this whole thing up because he was disgruntled about something. Maybe he wanted more attention. Don't know what the case may be, but they have come to the conclusion that this guy is a liar. And for him to, to you know, in this environment, Ms. Elias, I think this is what gets me more pissed off. In this environment where we have a president who is not trying to do the right thing when it comes to bringing people together. We have an environment where you have young white men running around with tiki torches on a university campus talking white power and Jews won't replace us. Why would you introduce this ingredient into the soup? You don't need this. You don't need this. So for him to do this, man, it's ridiculous. Your thoughts? Well, you know, something like I said last week, I agree with Johnny D. But like I said, I'm 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 I am also going to agree with Johnny D. I'm not going to rush the judgment on this one either because I am I, I know the Chicago Police. But we did for Brett Kavanaugh. I know them. We did for Brett Kavanaugh. I, I did not. I said he needs. Okay. What he I, what I said about Brett Kavanaugh, and I'm still sticking by that, is that he needed to have another investigation. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I didn't say okay. and anything else but that, and I'm still sticking to that. This this investigation okay. before I make my opinion needs to be complete. 
and you know, and all of it will come out by then. But for me to sit here and speculate and say that, uh, like like Johnny D said, when when they were coming out with stuff, I think all of it sunk to high hell because everything was getting leaked so fast. I was thinking to myself, why is everything getting leaked? And, they, and, and you know, sources at the police department said this. Sources at the police department said that. I'm like, wow, you know. So, and like like Johnny D said, you, if, 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 no, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. I, want, I don't want to lose the thought real quick, man, real quick. But you're saying that the leaks, the leaks that, that came from this case, it, it, you're saying there was more leaks from this than there are from the Mueller investigation or from other leaks? I mean, leaks happen. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? <laughs> okay. There, there shouldn't be I'm any leaks. I'm saying that's all I'm asking. And in a criminal investigation, and in a criminal investigation, there shouldn't be leaks like this. Not until everything is everything is formulated, Jay. Not until you got all your facts in a row. All of it. All of it should be, uh, you know, okay. there's too many leaks going on. I'm not saying it's, it's right for a criminal investigation. Uh, you know, there's too many leaks. And I, I don't I, think I, there were, but... Do I think okay. the young man... You don't? Okay, well... No, I don't I, think so. I, I think I it's just it's normal, just like any other one. But that's okay. I mean, that's, that's, no, <laughs> that's normal to you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is. I mean, to so. me, they haven't leaked well, anything out of this case that you don't hear. Well, I mean, that's my opinion. I'll finish your thoughts. I'm going to give Vanessa's thought. Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I'm you not going to interrupt you again. I'm good. I'm good, bro. Go ahead. Okay. Go Vanessa. All right. Vanessa, uh, your thoughts on this whole thing. Okay. Um, I didn't see a whole lot last week on it. And... I text you as soon as I walked in the church house and said, it's mental issue with this young man. I did. I, and Les was on the deck. I think that it is a mental issue with him. I am, I think so far I am correct that it is a mental issue. Uh, I believe that when you have a family of famous people who had a show on TV many, many, many years ago and None of your family is coming up talking for you or on your side publicly. I I hate that for him. Uh, I think it is crazy that he wrote a $3,500 check to these young men to cover it up. I think that it was, even I, who don't live in Chicago, know that Chicago is like the second top highest crime place in America, that they got cameras everywhere. So I kind of figured it was going to come up. I am not going to uh, put anything against him other than to say, Lord, help him that he felt he had to do this in order to get a little bit more money. I have had people on my Facebook page to say stuff to me, Jay, like, uh, I don't think it's too many innocent black men going to prison and he shouldn't go to jail for this when white men then did this and this and this. I, let me say this. I don't care what the white people have done or said. Yeah, y'all can send Jay some emails. I don't care. Because this young man stood on that talk show and said, I am an advocate and I want the young gay black boys 
to, why he pull out the young gay black boys? Why he have to go there? Okay, I want to pull out the young gay black boys that I fought back. I fought back. No, you didn't. You mm. taught the guys how to hit you, not to hurt you. I mean, it's been told. Not to hit you, not to hurt you. They played it out. They showed the video on the other street where it did it. Then he showed where he wanted it to happen. This young man is ill. And to me, oh, let's finna eat me up. And to me, he can do jail for three years, get out on good time in a year and a half, and get his mental treatment. But the police department of Chicago need to be out there trying to find these children who have gotten shot by accident because bullet holes and went through the walls in Chicago. Not out there trying to find a fake situation with this crazy boy. That they no. I think that he should pay his fines. I think that he needs to go and spend a little time, even if it ain't for two years. I don't care what it is, but he needs to go behind bars for a few minutes and get some mental help because you can't take up the city's time with some crap when you got all of these kids and young people in Chicago getting killed unnecessarily. And as far as the leaks, can't nobody talk about a leak. They didn't have so many leaks in the White House that if Trump goes and wipes his butt with some green toilet paper, we all going to find out about it in two weeks, okay, or a week. So and they are wrong, two, and that's the leaks everywhere. are wrong. Jay, that's what I'm leaks happen. The people who work They're at the bank could have leaked. They're wrong, Vanessa. I'm not wrong, saying Vanessa. it's that's not wrong, I'm, I'm just saying it happens. It happens, and, Jay, and that boy ain't no different than it happened for him. Leaks was happening okay. with Bill Cosby. Leaks happened with all them rich people that they went to jail. Do you know how many and people have wrong. went to jail over stuff? I, my thought is, this is Vanessa's because Jay said Vanessa. My thought is, if this young man is guilty, and it is so much evidence showing that he possibly is, I think he needs counseling. I think he needs help. But I also think that he needs to pay those fines. And I also think that he needs to take his butt to jail for a year and a half or a year just to show you cannot do this and get away with it. And Chicago deserves better because they got too many crimes and too many dead children that they could have been trying to find the murders of. So that's all I got to say about that. I'm not saying he's guilty of it. I wish him well. I prayed for him last Sunday. I'm going to pray for him this Sunday because I thought he was guilty then, and I think he's guilty now. And I just feel sorry for him. But I think he needs to go and get some counseling, and he needs to do at least a year of jail. If, for Chicago, if nothing else. Anybody got no money in Chicago? You shouldn't go and dance with the stars, then, is what you're saying? You shouldn't go and dance with the stars? You know, Miss Kelly, that comment is unfair. You know, that comment is not fair. You know, here's the deal, deal man. And, and this is the thing that that we, we get into it on the show about a lot. I mean, listen, we always talk about how white folks are not doing the right thing, that they don't call their own out when they do things. But sometimes if we say something about folks, that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. It's like, oh, my God, we shouldn't say anything. What this guy did was wrong. And, look, everybody has their opinion. You're right. Let the justice system play out. In my opinion, they have enough evidence. I've seen enough to say, you know what, this guy needs to go to jail. He may be sick. Give him his mental health behind bars. The bottom line is you don't make this stuff up, and you do it for selfish reasons. To have an elaborate story like that, that's okay. 
We're saying, oh, well, you know, he... No, you can't do... Not in this environment. Donald Trump has already jumped on it. You know, all the... You know, Donald Trump Jr., they're all out here jumping right on top of it. Fox News, it led all their their, their freaking uh, headlines, all their shows last week, Johnny D, because they're like, uh-huh, here we go. We have somebody. This okay. stuff doesn't help. Well, you know what, Is that your can I, can of course, I Johnny, you want to get that kid Jerome. I, I, okay, didn't, yeah. I didn't know. I'm, I'm not watching the board. I didn't know Jerome was in there. Okay, go, go ahead, Johnny, real okay. quick, because you started your thought, and then, then, uh, and then, uh, uh, Jerome, you come on in. Go ahead, Johnny, you finish your thought real quick. I, uh, real, real quickly, because I definitely want to hear, and I know everybody wants to hear what uh, Jerome um, has to say. Uh, Chris Wallace, I thought, did perhaps one of the most noble things in radio this particular year because he indicated. Well, you know, of course, everybody, as you said, Jay. Uh, the conservative base was jumping on it, talking about politics and trying to throw politics in it. And he basically said, you yeah. know, this has nothing to do with the Liberal Party. This has all to do with this young man here. Now, I will say this right here. Um, imprisonment serves no purpose for this type of crime. The crime doesn't fit That's the true. punishment. He, he, he would be far better if he, when, when he has his trial, if he is convicted, to do community service uh, versus a prison sentence, and those are those, and, and like I say, Jerome, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you say. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, listen, you have that. You know, you have that insight view on that. So if that's what you're saying, I'm going to trust you at your word. All right, Jerome. I mean, you're the man of the hour. I mean, I, I think I've heard more about you this week than anybody in a long time from folks. So what do you have to say, man? Because I think people are really want to hear what you have to say about this. Sure. Oh, good morning. Smartest man in the world. Let me give hey, you a proper introduction, George. Just can't slide in here like that. Here's Jerome Esprit, the smartest man in the world. He's in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I agree with Johnny D and, and LES. Uh, the, the issue is, for me, right, is that we have to look at a bigger picture, right? And so I'm not really convinced. Of all of this, he's lying in the evidence that's out there. And, and then I'm not in denial. Here's what's going on. The fact is that even when they have cases, they don't put out information like that. So they're not just leaking stuff out. They're giving you an impression. Like, first of all, they gave an impression that there was a $3,500 check that he paid them, but they didn't say in the memo part it said for training and something else, right? It was just that they paid him for something, so they assumed that that payment was for um, for him beating him up. And it, it's sick to me that you, we have to go so far with reporting that people report half the story. And this fool, whoever the police chief is, and you played way too much of his clip, for him to act all, you know, we've been eternally damaged and we should be focusing on other crimes, focus your butt on other, other crimes. Because technically your police department does not focus on one crime and move all his resources to one crime. So for him doing that, he said he's that. giving an, wait a minute, but he's giving an impression, right? So he's trying to get everybody emotionally worked up about Jesse Smollett's case when he is unfairly doing that. There's a reason why the police department is trying Great. to move everybody emotionally against him because there is no way in no investigation that they start putting, and this ain't leaking, what they're doing is they're putting out information to curb public sentiment. And we need to be smarter than us as black folks, right? I can name a thousand cases of police putting stuff out to give you an impression before they retracted it. And this case is okay. worse than most. This is worse than that most cases. 
So, what, okay. yeah, I know you do. I mean, because the, even the way we're going about the segment was about the fact that we know that he lied. We know that he he really didn't say it's anything weird. outside. Of, wait, let me correct that. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm saying, okay. yeah, yeah, I understand that. But w- what I'm saying okay. to you is this. We are not considering the fact that it does not make sense. Because this is how it works. If those two were paid to beat up Smollett, they are still a part of the hoax. So their butts would have got arrested. So ask yourself a question. If you rob a bank, if I take you to a bank and I'm driving they a car. They were arrested for 48 hours. They were held. They didn't bring no charge against them. That See, Vanessa, here's the thing about that. Even, but even Jerome, stop the, saying that black people need to be smarter. Because we do need to be like smarter. We need to be smarter but when it comes to media. We need to be smarter we're not ignorant. We are I didn't not say, ignorant. I didn't say we're ignorant. ignorant. I am not saying that we're ignorant. We do need to be smarter. We need to be smarter on how we intake news and information, right? I'm not saying that he didn't do it. I'm saying just listen to what I'm saying about how we consume these these um, stories that's coming out. I don't care if it came from the police or not. They are not the arbitrator of good or truth. They never have been. It is the prosecution of that that is a little bit different, right? So when we start talking about how somebody prosecutes somebody, we know how we are prosecuted. So we know the media does not have any interest in stuff being true or not either. We don't find this stuff out until later, Vanessa. So all I'm saying is that while we're getting this information, we are best, even in our emotions, to take all of that out of that to see it for what it's worth. And what I see is they are putting out information to give us an impression, right? We're having a conversation that you and I are disagreeing emotionally on something because you think I'm saying that black people are ignorant. That is crazy. Why would I say that? I'm black. Right. All I'm saying is that the way we consume it needs to be different. And I don't believe Jack that came out of them, even in that press conference. Because what it looks like to me is that it is convenient for his advocacy work, for all this other thing. Jesse Smollett gets $1.8 million a year. I doubt very highly that he did all of that just to get more money. Because he's been in show business long enough, and even as a kid, to know that your salaries are based upon your negotiations. It's like being an athlete. And if you didn't get that money, you are not going to go back and get it. So that is not even plausible. So to tell me that there's motivation for him getting more money is is crazy to me. So I'm not reading the stories uh, of them giving me impression. I am saying we need to take facts and then apply that to logic because what happens with us is that we get to a point, and I know we're going to go through that whole R. Kelly bull in a minute, you know, and, and, you know, I don't deal with these stories either. But I can tell you that the way that we consume the impression is more important than the actual fact of what happened because we are not going to know what happened until they go to bring charges and they end up dropping them or they end up saying something like, oh, we're going to give him probation, and we're going to all think that he had something to do with it. But it's not logical sense that in the way we treat black folks in this country that they're going to let them two black dudes off for their part in it. Their part in it is just as important as his. They don't say, oh, you was in this, 
um, it was a hoax, so we're going to let you go. Holding them for 48 hours just says that they were stressed, and they could have been coerced like everybody else on Law & Order if you stress somebody for 48 hours to convince them to turn it on him. We don't know. All right, so let me ask you a question, Jerome. Let, let me ask you, because we're at the top of the hour, we got to step out. I'm just going to ask you a real quick question, and then, I, then you can definitely elaborate on your response after the break. So do you think this guy, Jesse Smollett, do you think he's completely innocent of anything? Do you think he's done anything wrong here? In your opinion? Um, I don't know. Okay. All I don't right. know. Let's wrap it up. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. we got to go because it's the top of the hour. Let's go. we step out. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation uh, on the jam-packed morning. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. I'm in San Antonio, y'all. My girls dance, and I can't wait to see it. All right, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere.
And I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TJRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. The singer R. Kelly and the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. Both of these men now facing charges of sexual misconduct. Overnight, R. Kelly turning himself into police. In just a few hours, the singer will appear for a bond hearing on charges of sex abuse involving three minors. Welcome back here, 347 It's 10 minutes after the hour. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best to say good morning to the crew. First up, let's say good morning to my big sis, Vanessa Mayfield, for the Mac. Now, good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. Happy Good morning, good morning. And of course, if you're just tuning in, I am in San Antonio, so I apologize for the quality of my mic, but I had to be here for this show. So a little bit of Jay Rowland, that is no Jay Rowland at all, I think. Let's say what's up to the rest of Texas, my main man, little brother, Mr. Johnny D's in the house. Good morning, Johnny. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, good morning. Big brother, make sure I get a copy of that CD of that uh, inspirational praise dancing that those daughters of yours are doing. Absolutely, sir. You know, I got to get it to the, got to get it to the, oh, come on now. That's coming your way, brother. But of course, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis, and the man that's in charge at Xpree Radio. What's up, man? Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, man. How you doing? Just another day in paradise, man, living in your world and Mr. Trump's world. I just don't know. I'm just so lucky to catch myself. <laughs> And the man who runs everything around here, the one and only, the man who gets the first and last word, Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. <laughs> Mr. L.E.S., yes, can wow. we say hello to some peeps? If we have any peeps oh, in the chat room. Yes, we do. We got my man, Kavita, man, he went back right now. He got some funny comments Absolutely. now. Yeah, uh, 
the Kool-Aid drinker, Easy Rider. My girl, Momo B. Momo B. And Bobo Bright. Oh, you, you, you gonna say you ain't gonna say that? We got Bobo Bright. You ain't gonna say that after I read some of these comments. Too late. I'll be changing you're my mind. You're not gonna say that after I read some of these comments. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be it, changing my mind. Awesome. I have to watch some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I still love, love Easy. He's my boy. All right, man. Appreciate oh, it. I right, love Easy too. Hello to some folks. He out there. He crazy. Crazy, all right. The pastors announced <laughs> what's up, Pastor Stephen Jones. Mary Ellen Music, hey baby, listening from Europe. Huh? What are you doing over there? I know what you up to. Freeman's in the house, Paulette's in the house, uh, Raymond is in the house. Uh, man, we have a lot of people. Monique tuned in, Momo BC, like this, Elias is in the house. It's a lot of people. Also in the house is our director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm Good doing morning, well. Ready How's to, everybody? Uh, Good morning. How's yeah, everybody, everybody doing? Fired up. Ready yeah. to go. Ready to go. Like President Obama used to say, fired up, ready to go. All right. For people who are not here, or people who want to stay in contact with the show when we're not here, what must they do to be in contact with the show? To keep up with the TJRS Radio Network, please follow us. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash groups, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. Keep up with us. Keep up with us, like you said. Keep up with us because we have a lot going on. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, we are on Instagram. You know, personally, I'm on Instagram, the J. Ryle Show. You can hook me up. I am there, you know, just spread. Matter of fact, I'm broadcasting there live now. What's up, y'all, Instagram? You see me waving? All right. Check us out. Be a part of the show. 347-850-1272. A lot to get into. R. Kelly, uh, Robert Kraft, just a, a lot to get into this morning as we continue to listen to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. All right, listen. So the... Uh, R. Kelly was arrested this week. And, uh, matter of fact, let's play the news clip and we'll have the conversation on the other side. ...of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. Both of these men now facing charges, the singer R. Kelly and the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. Both of these men now facing charges of sexual misconduct. Overnight, R. Kelly turning himself into police. In just a few hours, the singer will appear for a bond hearing on charges of sex abuse involving three minors. ABC's Lindsay Davis is in Chicago where Kelly will face a judge this afternoon. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning to you. Yeah, R. Kelly, whose real name is Robert Kelly, last night he spent the first night behind bars and later today, as you said, Eva, he's expected to appear in this courthouse right behind me for a bond hearing. His lawyer describes him as confident but devastated, adding he's been through this before. R. Kelly, emerging from his recording studio in Chicago Friday night, turning himself into police. The self-proclaimed king of R&B arrested, now facing criminal charges. Robert Kelly was indicted before a Cook County grand jury on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse involving four victims. Authorities say three of those alleged victims were between the ages of 13 and 17 at the time of the incidents, which ranged from 1998 to 2010. 
R. Kelly's defense attorney, Stephen Greenberg, asserts that this is a case of double jeopardy. One of the charges appears to involve the same alleged victim from the earlier case, and double jeopardy should bar that case, and he won that case. A jury acquitted him. Fair and square, it's over. Attorney Michael Avenatti claims he provided a crucial break in the case against Kelly, turning over a videotape to prosecutors that he says shows the singer having sex with a 14-year-old girl around 1999. We are aware of two other tapes in existence, one of which we have recovered. We will be providing those tapes as well. The charges come just weeks after the explosive Lifetime documentary Surviving R. Kelly which profiles multiple women accusing the singer of controlling and abusive behavior and reignited calls for the singer to be investigated, claims which R. Kelly and his team continue to deny. I think all the women are lying, yes. We presented these women's stories after we did a lot of vetting and a lot of investigating, and we believed the women who came forward. Kelly has consistently denied any wrongdoing. His attorney sat down with us for an interview just last month. Does he deny ever having a sexual relationship with someone who was under the age of consent? Yes. He absolutely does. In 2008, the singer was acquitted of child pornography charges after a tape emerged reportedly showing sexual acts with a minor. He and the young woman allegedly involved denied they were the people in the video. We sat down with his ex-wife Drea Kelly last October, who claimed she was a victim of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse at the hands of R. Kelly. Do I believe that he should serve time in jail? I do. You would like to see him arrested? Yes. All right, so now I know this is going to get a lot of conversation, and um, Rich, sister, your mic's on as well if you want to get in on the conversation. Let me start off with Vanessa because I know it's close to church time. Vanessa, your thoughts on uh, this whole thing with R. Kelly? I said I was going to drive late just for this show today. Um, you know what? A lot of stuff has dropped on R. Kelly. People want to say stuff dropping and popping out from everywhere and information. All these videos all of a sudden then popped out on him. I did go back and look at that show or the segments or whatever that was you and Mama B was telling me to go look at. I did go back and look at all three, four, five shows, and this guy's sick. So he's sick, and he needs to be in jail. And I just feel sorry for the women that he did this to and these little girls that will be traumatized for the rest of their life. And I'm going to say this again. You never know what's going on with people's mental, because mental illness is real. And I am sure that some of those young girls are having some serious mental issues behind this boat. And I hope he spends a long, I hope he gets to 10 years for each one of those counts in prison. Because he was bold. He came back and made a song that said, age wasn't nothing but a number. So that lets you know how bold he was. So, yeah, I hope he go to jail. Ten years for each count. That's just my thought. Um, well, you look, um, this whole thing with, with R. Kelly, um, yeah, so let me just, I'll, I'll hold my comments. Johnny D., what do you think about this thing, man, with, uh, with R. Kelly? Uh, you know, Jay, I'm going to tell you, uh, I had an opportunity to mm. see that, that series of, a couple of months ago, and, um, you know, I don't know 
And I, I certainly agree with Ms. Vanessa when, it, when she talks about the lingering effects of, of mental health, but this is one of those issues that I, I, I'm, I'm going to stand down on a lot of the commentary because um, it's just that, that, that appalling and, you know, there, there, there's some blame for the parents as well. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I have more to talk about. Craft uh, and, and the bigger picture, uh, which is, you know, human trafficking. But with this one here, like I say, just really appalled, uh, disturbed by the parents' lack of interaction and sometimes leading the, the, those daughters astray, uh, disturbed by the criminal justice system, just disturbed by the whole process uh, that's evolving now. And, you know, shame me for saying this, but the lack of due process for him. I mean, you know, when when you think about this here, and, and his lawyer was exactly right, you know, they, they, you can't do double jeopardy. So if he was tried and found acquitted years ago on one case, I don't know how the criminal justice system can can fairly uh, charge him again for those things. But this this is a, a, a bigger picture, and, and that, I'll end right there. But what's on one? Jay? It's on one. It's not on all. They said it's more counts. Yeah, they did say on one of the young ladies that was in the video. Yeah, yeah, it was on one. Okay. All right. Uh, let me get uh, Jerome's thoughts, man. What do, you, what do you think, man? Anything to add to this, or you want us to? Your comments. Floor's yours. Um, yeah, I, I am no fan of R. Kelly's on this one. <laughs> like, I. I, but I don't really have an opinion. I haven't followed it. I didn't watch, like, any of the movies or anything. And like I said, um, as far as I know, like, generally in watching this, R. Kelly's done this for eons. So whatever he gets the book thrown at him, I guess, is good for him. But I'm not sh- I have. I have really nothing to add to it. I haven't followed it at all. All right, Mr. Elias, your turn. What do you have to say? Well, well, you know something? I think this man is sick. I, I, I think he's demented, and I think he thinks he's above the law, man, at this point in time because he got um, he got acquitted on the first trial because that one he shouldn't have got acquitted. And I don't, I don't understand how the, 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 the guy, you know, the, the guy that, that the girl that he – the 14-year-old girl that he, the first one he videotaped with, how his father is still in his band. How, how do you, how do you consider that, man? I don't, I don't get it. I just, I, it, it just, to me, it just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, this, this dude is sick. He's, he's, he's sick and he's demented, you know. Well, he got uh, acquitted you know, last on one. Yeah, he but got acquitted on that because girl. they couldn't see the face. They said they, said they no, could see oh, the face. No, they could see the face. Yeah, you could see the face. Matter of fact, it was it was the entertainer's, entertainer's niece, Sparkle. She said that she knew that was her niece. She pointed it out. You could see her face. Oh, you could see her face clear. No, no, no I'm just saying what one of the jurors said. They interviewed one of the jurors last week, and she said that in one of the videos, don't ask me which one, I don't know, one of the videos, they could not see his face or the little girl's face clearly, and that's why they could not. They interviewed one of the jurors last week and said, I don't know which one, y'all. I just noticed she said we could not see his face or the little girl's face clearly, and so that's the reason why her vote 
was not to indict him on that because she said she could not see it clear. So I don't know. I guess. But they did interview I him. guess. I, I, I think you could see his face clearly. I think that uh, the way they was talking on this on this tape on um on the show that she, you know she, he called out his name so I don't know I, and then right after that after he is acquitted from the trial after that trial he goes and sleeps with another girl that's a minor right I mean immediately afterwards I mean really? just, <laughs> just this is ridiculous to me and I don't get it but hey what I want to know what ain't mama said. Well, you know, Listen, that's, that's, I don't know. That's like that's like saying that a woman walks into a man's hotel room with some suggestive uh, clothing on. She's asking for it. I mean, my God, look, I agree with y'all with some of this stuff. I, I don't know if Jackie's still with us. Jackie, I want to give you an opportunity to comment before I make my comments. You, you have anything to say about this? If she's still with us? Yes, she is. No. I, I think that he needs to go to jail. Because from what I was seeing and stuff like this, it was all, I mean, he's been doing this for years. And it was like this big cover-up. A lot of people knew, but, oh, well, money speaks, right? So it was like this big cover-up. And I'm, I'm for him going to jail. He's been doing this for too long, and too many people have been hurt. And I don't get how it's well. Well, he needs to go jail. Just it was one big cover up. bottom line. You know, Jay, um, yeah, Jay, yeah, can, yeah. Let, let me say this right because I, uh, and, and again, I don't want anyone to miss my message because I know a couple of weeks ago, you know, we had that, that the, the one caller who called in and talked about us being hypocrites because how we had elevated the, the African-American female, which they're still at my highest peak of elevation, but yet to disregard it. I don't want people to miss my message here. My lack of comment comes in my disdain and my disgust for the act. But I do believe this here. When you harm a child, death should be his penalty, okay? So I'm that adamant, but I'm so disturbed about all of the the, 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 the the process, how long this guy has been out there being a, a, a sexual predator, mm-hmm. that it is disturbing to me that because this was now highlighted in that documentary, now everyone is up in arms. But we've been knowing about this and have done nothing for nearly 20 years. I mean, this guy yeah. has been in prison when he married Aaliyah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Thank again, Thank I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted by it, not the fact that I find him innocent, uh, the the lack of due process, you know, there is a criminal justice system that if you are a believer in the rule of law, you think that everybody is entitled to it or should feel like everybody's entitled to it. So when I said that the due process, it's the fact that that, 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 that double jeopardy on that one case, you know, you cannot come back and try to charge him now. And I think that's the evidence that Michael Avenatti is speaking of, a 1999 video about a 14-year-old girl. You cannot come back and criminally charge him. If that is the video that he's speaking of, you can't come back and criminally charge him as far as our rule of law. So I'm, I'm believing the rule of law. But now everything else that this guy has done, not that he didn't do that. Clearly that was him. I, I, I never saw it, but based on what everybody has said, that was him and the, and, and the act was disgusting. But like I say, when you harm a child, 
then biblically it, it talks about what should happen to you when you harm a child. Hmm. Well, um, look, as you know, a father those, those of, you who know me, of girls, know that I go to visit my- as a father of girls. I'm sorry, Miss Telly, you, you want to? Yes, no, go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, well, as, I, I as went to go visit father, my mother yesterday, and and we were talking yesterday. And this was on the TV. And she said, "What did they arrest him for?" I said, "Well, he's sleeping with 14 year old girls." And then my mother said, "Well, how old was he when he was doing that?" I said, "Well, he was 25, 26." My mother said, "Well, the first guy I married, I was 14, and he was 26." I said, "Mama, this is different times, different place, and everything." She didn't. She still didn't understand that, man. Well, but 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 the thing is, is that he, he he's thirty. He was thirty six. But let, let me say this, and then I'm going to throw it to you, Mr. Elias. Up, look, I'm a father of girls, right? And I have a twelve year old daughter right now. You know, that will be thirteen here in a few months. The thought of some grown ass man using her for his sexual pleasures makes my skin crawl. And I'm telling you right now that if R. Kelly had touched any of my babies, this would be the serious side of the Elmo show because I'd be in jail. Because let me tell you something no, right now. No, it wouldn't. We'd both be sitting there together. We would both well, be sitting there together. Well, then it would be something. It would be the serious side of something. It won't be one because this is ridiculous what this guy has been able to get away with. And it's money. You know, I watched that documentary and watched these parents trying to get their kids from this man's clutches. We were all young. We had crushes on people. Our parents didn't keep their eyes on us 100% of the time. We could fly away and get away. Now, the one parent that was like, well, you know, we wanted her to meet him because, you know, uh, you know, we'd heard about that, but, you know, the bottom line is he was, he got, you know, he was acquitted, so we thought it was cool. What the hell are you talking about? You thought it was cool because he was acquitted. Really? Did you follow it? Oh, because she had a singer career. What? So in those cases, yes, I look at the exactly. parents like, are you exactly. serious? Are you serious? Exactly. So, so, so he got away with something. The fact that he was even accused, I don't look. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not the law. I don't give a damn about what the law says when it comes to me and my kids. If someone said, hey, that guy there, you know, there's a lot of people saw him on a videotape. Oh, he went to court and he got, well, the law said he's innocent. Oh, I don't give a damn what the law says because I saw it and I'm like, it's him. So I'm not going to have my kids go and be around a guy because he got off on a technicality. This is wrong. And like you said, Johnny, for this guy to be walking free, (laughs) this this is unbelievable, but it goes back to what's happening at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Things that you see happening, you say, oh, my God, how the hell could this go down? It's going down right here. So now here's something else that kind of pissed exactly. me off this week. Because, you know, white people are like, oh, well, everybody, yeah, where's everybody jumping to conclusions on this uh, Jesse Smollett case? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, everybody's jumping to conclusions. Hey, wait a minute, didn't y'all jump to conclusions when that white lady said that a black man stole her two kids and drove them down in the, in the water? I think he could denounce that. Y'all was going crazy with it. Oh, I was robbed by a black man. Oh, my God. You know, everybody went berserk then. Susan Smith, remember that whole situation? So they get, they get convenient amnesia when it's one of their own, and that's how this thing works. So now, Robert Kraft got caught up in a sex scene at a massage parlor. Now, Mr. Yes, here's my question for you. 
they were really getting on Colin Kaepernick because he was taking a knee for something for injustices of unarmed black men. What they gonna do about this man? Tom Brady, Super Bowl victories. What they gonna do? Which thing is gonna happen from this case? I'm gonna to toss it to you at this point, and I'll be back uh, doing chatterbox. Well, you know something. What are they gonna do about this? <laughs> They're not gonna do anything about it. They're, you know, it's gonna get swept under the rug. Robert Kraft. It's, it's, it's you know, it's that's just the way that rich folks. You know, I, I watched the movie the other day, and, and, it, and it, the movie said, "What's the difference between a criminal and and and, and they uh, and they uh, which person? It's just the amount of law the, the amount of lawyer you can pay for. That's all that is." That's it. So, bottom line, Robert Kraft, nothing's going to happen to Robert Kraft. It's going to be a minor, minor infraction. He's going to go on with his life, and he's going to keep going with the New England Patriots because everybody in New England loves him. So, that's what happens. Johnny D., what do you have to say about it? I know you were interested in, in, in to say something about this. Yes, you're exactly right. Uh, this is just one of those rich man's playgrounds. Um, and, you know, and read one of the articles. They, they also talked about another – New York or New England billionaire, Boston billionaire, what, J.W. Childs? Um, I'm not Mm -hmm. as familiar with him as I am Robert Kraft, but uh, the the human trafficking aspect, uh, Ness, is what I I really want to talk about. I I don't really think people understand just how big this is, man. I mean, you know, you, you can depend upon, you know, law enforcement statistics and data and who does it, um, but there's an international organization, uh, that, that, came up with an estimate of nearly 40 million people uh, involved in the human trafficking aspect. And so this, this is a real issue where, you know, and 75% of them are either women or children, uh, according to these law enforcement statistics and data. And, of course, generally what they do is uh, the, the, the more mature ones go into, you know, indentured slave uh, servants as, as housekeepers and things. But for the most part, they're used for, people's sexual pleasures and, and gratification. And this is a real uh, topic, a real subject, man, that we have to really look at as a community because oftentimes, well, literally the majority of the time, these people are, are impoverished in different countries and they brought here to America and they're exploited and they continue to be exploited most often through the sex industry. So, you know, with Robert Kraft uh, and, and this John Childs, I hope that people really have come to understand how serious this is. The sting that they, they operated netted some 200 uh, individuals, but these were the two that, that they uh, demonstrated and displayed. So this is happening in our neighborhoods every single day. Uh, just recently here within my community, there was three uh, young African-American males who was arrested, and they had three young ladies who uh, they had basically uh, paid for during human trafficking, and they had them in these hotels. So, you know, when you start seeing that Craigslist and all that stuff there, uh, you know, it, it's just a bad ordeal. So, like I say, it's, it's bigger than, than what we know. Uh, Robert Kraft and some of these other guys are just just individuals who bring it to our attention. But we really need to look at the victims in this. Uh, I agree with you on that one, Johnny D. I definitely agree. Well, Vanessa, what do you have to say about Robert Kraft and his you know what? Yes, ma'am. Um, I think it's horrible. And we have found there was, um, without me saying where I work, one of our flights, um, they could tell that something was going on with this little girl. So 
they kind of teach us things to look for on the plane when it's something going on with children that's traveling with an adult. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, y'all, that it's a man that they're traveling with because sometimes there's a woman that they send with the child to go to another country, if y'all following me. Exactly. So this flight right, attendant exactly. felt like something was wrong, and so she was smart. She wrote a note on a piece of paper towel and put it in the bathroom. And so when the man walked the little girl back there uh, to go to the bathroom, he, the flight attendant said, let me check the toilet paper or something like that, and left the note. And the little girl, and she wrote, a, she left a piece of eyebrow pencil or something, not an ink pen. And the little girl said, yes, like, yes, she was being kidnapped or whatever. And so the police was waiting on her. And so this was, this was not in Texas where I am, but it was for the airline that I worked for. So they did catch it. And, y'all, I'm telling y'all, it is absolutely horrible. And another thing is I'm fixing to renew my cosmetology license. And this is spanking brand new, y'all, because I renew my license every two years. I have to take a human trafficking class as a part of my cosmetology renewal license, which is really strange. So what they're trying to do is is make people aware by by putting it as part of my criteria to renew my cosmetology license in the state of Texas. I have to take well, a, yeah, cause, a cause trafficking class. Houston has one of the largest traffickers. They're one of the largest yes. traffickers in the United States. So I, I can see well, why yes. they're – Yeah, because they uh, – I mean, because eventually those, these women got to go and, and, and get themselves, you know, done, you know, their hair done and, then, you know, they're themselves fixed up. So I can see that. And I, I, you know, wow. This, I mean, but I, I don't – quite get the, uh, the how why would you want to take somebody and 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 make them live that lifestyle how how how, well, when, how, how in the well, hell can you consider yourself a human being when, let, when you go to mexico city they have um they have a, a, a placard or a sign of like a girl uh, and it's placed in front of the businesses and that's their way of saying that they have young girls, you know, for sex wow. for prostitution or whatever. So they have, a, they have a sign of a girl, of Ooh. a, I can't describe it, but yes, wow. in Mexico City is atrocious. But right wow. here in the United right, States, this uh, is number one. Let's 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 get out of this because this is making my skin crawl. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Miss Elias, uh, tell you what we're gonna do. Let's step out. Let's uh, let's do shadow box real quick. We can come back. It looks like Jerome's dropped. Hopefully, he'll be back to bring us on the need to know basis. If not, we can continue this conversation all the way up to the top of the hour. All right, so we'll step out. Take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Almond Board of California. Did you know every almond you eat exists because a honeybee pollinated it? Just like almonds are healthy for people, almond pollen is nutritious for honeybees. Grow what you know at almondsustainability.org. Prosecutors with Special Counsel Robert Mueller's office have not taken a position on how much time Paul Manafort should serve in prison. But in the public version of the sentencing memo they filed Friday, they described Manafort as an unrepentant criminal who committed bold crimes. 
Manafort pleaded guilty in September to two counts of conspiracy stemming from his Ukrainian political consulting work. He's also facing time on a separate case in Virginia. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints says it will oppose a bill that would ban conversion therapy. It will not, rather, oppose a bill that would ban conversion to therapy in Utah. The controversial practice purports to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity and has been associated with high risks of depression and suicide among minors. Tasha Eaton with member station KUER. The bill, which was introduced in the Utah legislature this past week, would block licensed therapists from subjecting people under 18 to conversion therapy. Church leaders had worried the legislation could infringe on free speech or religious rights, but after seeing the bill said they will not oppose it. Marty Stevens, chief lobbyist for the church, denounced the practice and urged kindness. The church has consistently been opposed to conversion or reparative therapies, and we hope that those who experience same-sex attraction find compassion and understanding from family members, professional counselors, and from church members. Nationwide, 15 other states have already passed similar legislation. For NPR News, I'm Daisha Eaton in Salt Lake City. This is NPR News. Did you know you can ask Google Home to play NPR podcasts for you? It's easy. Just ask. Like, play the Fresh Air podcast. Use Google Home or Google Assistant to connect with your favorite shows anytime. Welcome back here. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from uh, social media. Mr. Elias, you said that I'm going to change my mind about easy once I hear what he had to say. So go ahead, sir. The floor is yours. Mr. Elias? Well, I promise you, Mr. Elias is here. Maybe this mic's not turned on. Mr. I'm Elias, here. I'm Mr. here. Elias. I am here. I am here. Okay. I am here. Okay. He says, uh, I'm going to read the first one from Covina. Covina says, in 2019, gay marriage is, weed is legal, gay marriage is legal, but you can't buy sex. And uh, I was like, wow. <laughs> I guess. And then uh, Easy, had, huh. Easy says, uh, uh, and then Corvina says, I want to know, he said, I watch Fox News because I want to know what the white supremacists think, you know? And then uh, okay. Easy says that the Jesse Smollett thing set race relations back a number of years. Some people are saying that. Really? And I've heard okay. that. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. Okay, and one more B says, how do you think he's crazy? How do you think he's crazy but put him in jail? Crazy people shouldn't go to jail. It won't help. Wow. So you've heard that, but you've never heard the President Trump has set relations, race relations back. <laughs> yeah, really? I've heard that. Well, yeah, I heard, yeah, of course. He is the main yeah. center. Okay, got it. All right, let me read Let me read a few here. All right, so Pastor Stephen Jones, Fishman, Texas. I was looking forward to this show. I am going I am going on the record to say that I believe the Chicago Police Department. But once again, I agree with Jay and Jerome. As a black and gay man, to use the type of, the typical stereotypes that have been used to degrade blacks and gays are wrong. However, I agree with Jerome's take on how this young man should be dealt with. Mariana Music, I'm glad that he was fired from the show. That's right, he was fired from the show. We must stop playing the race card unnecessarily. 
this is no different than a little boy who cried wolf. Shame on him. Good morning, Mr. JX Free and the rest of the panel. Well, good morning to you. Uh, Paulette from uh, Tampa, huh? Uh, uh, Paulette from Tampa, uh, Florida says, last week I disagreed with Mr. Spree when he said that this guy didn't make this up. Sometimes our bias against the police department clouds our vision on what good police and detective work can look like. Ray from Chicago is a proud Chicagoan and as a black, as an African American, I am proud of our superintendent, Eddie Johnson. This man is a disgrace to his race, and I hope that he is prosecuted to the fullest of the law. And I think they were talking about old Jesse. All right, I'm going to turn it back over to Mr. Elias. Jerome's dropped, so you guys can finish the conversation about Robert Kraft. I want to give that some playtime. This kind of works out. Once again, I'm in San Antonio yeah. this week. I'm here to watch my daughter's praise dance. So guess what? I'm going to step out so I can get to the church. It's been a pleasure serving you as always, but you are in the capable hands of the man who gets the first and last word here in the serious side that one and only, Mr. L to the E to the S. So until next week, I'll see you guys in the LES. Floor's all yours, sir. I'll be well, honest. I, I, I don't anything wrong about me because I'm listening. I'm listening. Well, I don't want to. I I, I'm done with the Robert Kraft. I don't know about anybody else, but I'd like to talk about the uh, the gentleman that got caught the uh, with all the arms that he was talking about taking all of the Democrat Democratic Party. That's party. a good point. Good stuff, man. It's you yours, know, sir. I'm out. You know, you know. So I mean, they found all this stuff, and, and, and on top of that, I can't remember this guy's name. It, it escapes me right now. But this guy was going to, you know, had a list of people. From MSNBC, uh, political and news pundits, and CNN, Don. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. CNN, MSNBC. He was going to take them all out, and and I guess you know it didn't get much airplay because you know of everything else that was going on in the news cycle this week, you know, and and then they, on top of that they said that this guy had all kind of all kind of guns but didn't have enough ammunition. But they still haven't found his resource of ammunition yet. Johnny D, have you heard about yeah, this Les, story? Yeah, educate me on that one. Educate me on that one because I—that's I, I, the first I'm hearing on that one. So you know, back it up and, and, and give me some details on this one. Okay, this guy was the Coast Guard, right? <laughs> and he had been sending out all kind of uh, derogatory statements to different, different, different people at different places. And then they found him. They, I guess they, they arrested this guy. And when they arrested him, he had an arsenal, Johnny D. He had an arsenal that was just unbelievable. But they said he didn't have enough ammunition to take on all the arsenals that he had. So they said that they, they still haven't found all the ammunition that he was going to use. But he, had, he said he wanted to take out people from CNN, MSNBC, Senators yep. and Democratic senators, Congress people. He had a list of people he wanted to just take out. So you know, uh, now, I, I, I had not it. heard that one, but but it sounded like similar to the guy that was in Florida, which you don't even hear anything about that that guy or uh, the Cuban guy, you know, who had been sending right. letters out and riding around in that van. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to get on my news source because this is the first I'm hearing this. But that that. And, and you say he was active in the Coast Guard. Yeah, he was a Coast Guard, yes. Yes, wow. But a lot yes. of it was at his house, though, so wasn't it, Les? Yes, it was at his house, yes. It was at his yep. house. Wow. They found out that this, this guy, he was ready to take the rest of the folks out. And, I, and I, I, you know, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. 
could not believe it. And I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is not getting in the airplane. And I mean, I couldn't understand uh, why. Why? And but you know what's interesting? Yeah, you know what's interesting, though, though, Master and, and Miss Vanessa, this here, I can't see how a person who is active duty Coast Guard can go that unrecognizable in regards to being able to stockpile all these weapons and no one in his chain of command, no one uh, within the Coast Guard realm or rank knew that this guy had that type of excessive weaponry. Now, may- maybe his, 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 his political views may not have been as known, but clearly when you have a person who has this much ammunition and weaponry, that's just unusual and unheard of. And, you know, it, 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 I would be surprised if someone in his chain of command didn't already know that he had those stockpiles. That, that is crazy I, to me. I love you, Yeah, it says arrested Coast Guard officer planned to use an officer on top of that. And it's planned to kill massive uh, on a, people on a massive scale. Yeah, he was an active Coast Guard. He was a, uh, he was a Coast Guard officer. Mm-hmm. But Johnny D, his name is. I have to, I have to say this. Just because he's Coast Guard, they wouldn't know. If people don't come and visit your house, and even they gonna visit your house. Okay, Les, I love you. You know I do. But look at well, that. You, you Les know the thing is. Les collects guns. Well, if I go to Les' house, how am I gonna know that Les got fifteen guns in his closet locked up? I mean, that's not something that you can just detect. That people are. I'm, I'm going to say this yes. again. Mental yes, anguish. Well, 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 yeah, yes, I mean, can. Yeah, you, 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 can, you can track that stuff now. Uh, yes, you, you know, can, yeah. Either, you know, well, whether you, you purchase them, where, wherever you purchase that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can. Know, but I, I find that hard please. to believe. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, because. I can go to a gun show and buy off a private seller. And nobody know I had that gun. That's what exactly. I'm now that's, I agree with that. Like I said, it depends on what state you're from. But you know, having been in the military and, and still in the law enforcement community, I just don't. I, I just find it hard to believe that no one would have any knowledge of this guy having this type of arsenal. Because typically, this is something that you brag about. You know, people that that have large weapon stock that that I'm aware of. They have no problem with telling you, you know, how much they have and what they, what they have. So, you know, th- this is one that I'm gonna have to do some uh, research and studying on. But like you say again, it just it baffles me that that no one would, would be alarmed in regards to that amount from from a soldier because if nothing else, you think that they 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 were perhaps stealing, you know, if they had that that much weapon and ammo. Well, his name is Christopher Hansen. And he said he appeared in court on Thursday on drug and firearm charges. The Justice Department said he was planning on killing on a large, on a scale rarely seen in this country. Yeah, he and wow. he, yeah, he was in Maryland. Yeah, he he was he was planning on taking out a lot of folks, man. And I and, and I don't understand why this had got much airplay. I really don't. Yeah, it really you know? hadn't. Because like I say, I, I I frequently you know keep up with with the news. Um, and this is the first I'm hearing this one, so I'm definitely gonna have to go back and uh, you know tune in on on what's going on with this gentleman here. Yeah, they said he had uh, 15 guns, more than a thousand rounds of ammo, and a list of more than 20 people. Democratic leaders, news anchor, and cable cable television 
who appeared to, who appeared to be the targets. Yep. He man, he was ready to do some damage to people. Yeah, and I couldn't understand that. I could not understand why. You know, I, I mean, this, this seems like the world we're living in, man. If I don't agree with you, if I don't agree with you, we can have a conversation. I don't have to take you out. Exactly. I I, just, I don't understand where we're going at with this stuff, man. You know, exactly. I don't. And, and you know, the thing is, Les, and, and Ms. Vanessa is just here, and the reason why I say it's, it's hard for me to, to fathom the idea that no one would know, you know, the military has not, you know, escaped these mass shootings. We, we had the one no. at, what, Fort Hood a couple of years ago? Fort Hood, uh, yeah. We've had two yeah. or three different threats that have happened up in, in, in that uh, D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia area in the most recent years. So, you know, these are things that people in the military are, are equally as alarmed about because saying that these the soldiers' uh, mental capacity challenge because of, you know, the Gulf War and the Iraqi War and 9-11 and everything else. And what compounds it, again, are those political views, uh, the high rates of suicide. So they, they generally track stuff like that. And, and this is, you know, one of those those famous cliches, you know, when you see something unusual, you report it now. So, like I say, I'm, I'm just surprised that it got to this point here, um, and I'm just going to do some research. But, you know, again, the military has not escaped the, these mass shootings, as we all know. Well, this, this is how bad it is, Johnny. <laughs> they usually don't do this, but they call this guy a domestic terrorist. <laughs> that's, how, wow. that's how bad it was. You know, you know it's bad when they call uh, uh, somebody a, a domestic terrorist because you know, they don't like exactly. to use that word at all. Exactly. The guy, the guy, exactly. the guy he was a domestic terrorist. You know, <laughs> but yeah, they call this guy. They, they label him as a domestic terrorist. I, and I was like, uh, wow. You're right. When they put that label on you, that means that you have exceeded a certain standard uh, and, and pose a certain threat on a threat assessment scale. So, yeah, that's that's dangerous there. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that you, you know, years ago uh, I was doing some, some research on gangs in the military, and, you know, they talked about the white supremacist groups and, and how prominent it is for, you know, white supremacists and extremists. I'm going to say extremists, not just white supremacists, black supremacists, uh, just extreme groups to be in the military, and they're getting this uh, – urban training only to bring it back to the community so you know i'm, I'm always uh, alert and abreast to that based on on my work but then also my interest as well so this is something that maybe one day we may need to look at as well as, as, as a topic Yes, Ron. So, uh, have you heard about this story about uh, Chris Hansen? The, uh, oh, yeah. Terror? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a big story, and I can't I remember, um, I can't remember what news anchor kind of went off about this, because while everybody's running around talking about this, uh, Jesse Smollett and the um, R. Kelly stuff and Robert Kraft stuff, this guy is actually a terrorist. <laughs> They're talking about Bill DeWall yeah. stuff, and they couldn't whoever it was, and I can't remember who the person was, but they just kept yelling, listen, 
you were talking about building a wall, and this is happening right now, but the president is talking about some other stuff. The president should be talking about this. They're talking about killing a massive amount of people and people who are in media. Right, and so nobody's talking about it? So, yeah, I remember it all hmm. week, you know, pretty much going off on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's bad. When I, when I, when I heard that, but hey, Joma, I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you. Give us some stories. <laughs> oh. Hey, you know what? Okay. Without so, a doubt. Yeah, so since I know we're getting getting close to the end of the show, but, you know, we, yeah. since we haven't been, done justice for black history, let's, I'll start off by giving you just some um, – now, I wouldn't say quick black history, but let's just go through some black history stuff. You know, this month, um, um, three days ago, was the anniversary of al Haj Malik Al-Shabazz, or Malcolm X, being killed. Like, he was, yes, um, if you don't know the story about Malcolm, um, it was 54 years ago this week, he was shot dead in front of a packed audience in New York City. So, you know, we definitely need to make sure that we respect Malcolm. And just like we yeah. need respect other folks, well, we need to respect Malcolm. Now, Dr. Um, Patricia Bath, who's in, um, an ophthalmologist in New York but lived in Los Angeles, she received a patent for um, a method for re- removing cataract lenses to transform, like, eye surgery. So this was in mm-hmm. 1988. She designed a laser that actually does your um, laser eye surgery. So Bath was able to restore sight of people who had been blind for over 30 years. That was wow. her invention. Of course, um, you know, Potatoes was invented in 1853 by George Crumb, so to speak. <laughs> Crumb, but he was an indigenous American, and he was a black indigenous American, which is rarely said, but he did that in Saratoga Springs, New York. And um, Henry Sampson invented the cell phone. So he earned his Ph.D. in nuclear engineering in the United States. On July 6, 1971, he invented the um, gamma electric cell, and which pertains to nuclear reaction use. But the mobile communications took a big step forward in 1983. But he invented it in, like, 71, the technology to do mobile phones. So wanted yeah. to make sure I started off by saying those really quickly because I know we don't have a lot of time. But in, in news, yeah. you know, just, the Justice Department subpoenaed Johnson & Johnson after leaked documents suggest that their talcum powder was tainted with asbestos and executives knew. So the company was forced to disclose wow. development in their annual report on Wednesday. Yeah, sick, right? Yeah, I, I heard that story. Man, I couldn't believe that, that they, they knew that and they just still let, you know, you know, yeah, and they need you Johnson and Johnson, and okay, it's like wow. You know what's sad about that? It's like it's like people who smoke. The smoking executives still smoke, even though they knew how dangerous it was. They still smoke. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if their family used the talcum powder when they knew it had asbestos in it. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's like denying wow. climate change. You know, it's like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna happen. That's right, the for number. Sure. Yeah, the number of people 25 and older whose highest degree was a master's reached 21 million in 2018. That doubled the 10.5 million people who had advanced degrees in this country. 25 Mm. and older, we have 21 million people with advanced master's degrees now in the country. Now, 
former Enron CEO Jeffrey um, Skelling was released from federal custody after 12 years in prison. If you don't know the Enron scandal, go look that up. I would love to talk about that, yeah. but he just got out of jail. <laughs> wow. And the NBA is reportedly, uh, yep, they're considering lowering the minimum draft age to 18. You know, this had to be after um, the kid got hurt for Duke and blew out his sneaker. Now they're saying, oh, you can go yeah. to the NBA after, after you <laughs> turn 18 now. Yes. They were letting European yes. players come in at 18, yeah. but they wouldn't let black folks or people in the United States go in after 18. Wow. So they're talking wow. about that. All right. All right, folks, we are come to that part of the show where we're coming to the end of the show, and uh, we're going to give our final thoughts. And ladies at first, so Vanessa, since you're still with us looking uh, looking uh, all African-centric, let, let's go with you first. <laughs> the mass of black history at church. So, guys, you know, go. I love, you know, I love being, um, I love being the opposite voice, and I know uh, that people on uh, on the air and texting think I'm crazy sometimes, but I, I'm not famous or popular. But I do have about a thousand view of people who follow me, and when I drop no, something out there or something that less drops out there and I share it uh, sometimes I get side chat messages and people tell me what they think um, and some of it's good and some of it's bad but I have to share the views that I feel and I have to share the views that other people feel sometimes they're not my views Jerome but I do share them out there because they want to know what the answer is or what other people are thinking about the answer so um I just I just pray that all of the racism that's going on that has gotten worse because it'll never go away. I, I I pray that these people who are mentally ill and sick, be it for they want more money or be it for they're trying to shoot up everybody at CNN and MSNBC because Trump is, thinks that they should. I, I I go to church because I just think that this world needs so much prayer. And it, it's, I don't know, it's just so heartbreaking to me that people are sending us back a couple of years because of stupid stuff that's being done. Uh, and we already got enough racists out there, so now they got something else to throw at the black people. I just, I hate it. I hate it for the world. I hate it for our young people. Uh, I, I do. And so if I've offended anybody, let me apologize. If somebody doesn't like my view, I'm sorry, suck it up. But that's just my view, and that's just some views of some other people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I understand. Just saying. Hey, Johnny D, you're up. <laughs> Johnny D, you're next. Your hey, final thoughts, Johnny D. I, I tell you what, uh, hey, just have a blessed week, and, and thank you all again for the opportunity to lend a voice uh, to some topics, and hopefully somebody will benefit or be educated on it. So, again, appreciate you all. That's right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, Jerome, you're up. All right. So first I want to say to definitely to Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa, you are really and always going to be appreciated. Our opinions are not, like, to make us fight at anything. And just because we don't see things the same way, you know, my respect yes. for women is, in, and, I'm, and I'm really serious when I say this, is that having enough balance, to see both sides is good. But when sometimes when it's time to fight, 
I don't see both sides. And I know sometimes in those in these conversations, we like to create the balance to see from everybody's side. And my thing is that we need to advance. So nobody ever disagrees. We all still love every, all of us on the show. Johnny D, I respect Johnny D um, immensely. Like just uh, opinion, Kathleen, Les. Not so much Jay since Jay's not here, but Jay is taking the company side a lot of times. So I'm gonna see that. He's doing church clothes. He's going. He's going that in the archives because he goes way aboard being a company man. But it is not for me to be. And again, you know, this is my profession. I'm a conspirator, right? So I'm the person that politicians call to give them perspective. And I understand this thing about media and giving an impression, and it unnerves me sometimes to see that we are getting taken for a ride just because some politician told us something that they know that they're swaying opinion on. So um, Trump does that every day. That's why he lies so much. His lies are easily trackable. But people who are like police chiefs and DAs, you can't bring charges against them when they lie. And so for people who watch Law & Order and all those shows, they lie all the time without any... It, without anything So I, I just like to make that point To say that I'm not convicting anybody Especially somebody black Because it's easy to railroad us The first, If somebody says something negative about me Who knew me Everybody on this show would be like Well, we don't really know Jerome Like we thought we knew him And sometimes you say some stuff that's crazy Like it's easy to turn turn us So I wanted to say that And Mariana Music If you're still listening Much appreciation to you as well you know, there's nothing but respect um, from me to all to all of you guys. So everybody have a good week, and um, I'll have some more Black History Facts to next show. So there you have it. Right on, right on. Well, my thought process is this, folks: is the uh, 2020 elections are heating up. So let's let's, let's get out, let's get you get yourself together. I met a young lady in my mother's nursing home yesterday who was a, a lady who went to prison. And me and my brother were talking politics with my mother yesterday. We, we, we talked all kinds of stuff there. And this young lady walked in, and she was doing my mother's laundry. And, and we were talking about, you know, how the convicted felons, you know, are starting to get the right to vote now. And she said, well, can convicted felons vote now? I was like, well, where are you from? And then she told us she was from Chicago, but then she moved to Indiana. I said, well, in Indiana, yes, a convicted felon can vote. So... Folks, get out and know your laws. Get out and get and get yourself together. So, hey, folks, that's all I'm saying. Get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a reason to speak. You, all you can do is just take what comes your way. So with that being said, Jerome, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? Time for the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. All right, folks, with that being said, we thank you for tuning in. You'll see us next week, God willing, and all you have a blessed week. Be blessed.